0: Let me ask you, I know you just got done with this amazing fight. Well done again. But who do you want next? Oh, uh, I want the title, whatever that means, man. Uh, unless, Conor McGregor, you want to fight me in July. I'm ready. Fourth of July, let's do it. Well, I like the idea of both of those, McGregor or the belt. Donald, you're a legend. Congratulations. Donald Cerrone just wants the uh, a, a fight. He just wants to fight. Cowboy Iaquinta last night uh, fight of the night, and it, it was a good fight, and it was also a butt clincher for me at least being a cowboy fan because those exchanges, um, the, cowboy, if even a casual who watches cowboy, you know, every now and then, will see that he likes to leave his chin up and his head on a line. He doesn't have the best head movement. But he's long, Uh, he had reach over Iaquinta, so as long as he worked well on the outside, he didn't have a whole lot to worry about on the inside. But but Iaquinta was coming in, throwing some pretty good hooks. They were releasing off the exchanges, and I kept kind of like, oh, God, no, don't do it. A part of me thought that that Cowboy was going to get caught exiting the exchange. If you guys have not seen the fight yet, do yourself a favor. Go watch it. It's an amazing uh, performance by Cowboy. Again, they got fight of the night for a reason, (laughs) for a good reason. Um, Some quick stats. Cowboy landed two knockdowns. He outstruck Iaquinta uh, 140 to 90. Stuffed all five takedown attempts. And uh, I mean, I would say what stuck out to me is I expected the head kick from Cerrone. Now, in the first the first round, uh, something seemed a little. Cowboy seemed kind of slow to pull the trigger on a lot of his exchanges. I don't know if it was just like an adjustment period. Uh, I know that in a, a post-fight interview, he said that he just didn't feel like you know feel like being there in the first round. And uh, as the fight went on, I was like, man, he's he's got to throw the head kick, you know. If you watch him, he has this where he'll throw like a one-two, and behind his two, he throws that rear leg head kick. Kind of simultaneously happens. It's almost like when he when he switches his hips and brings his arm forward, his right arm forward for the straight. His hips will follow suit with that kick. It's really slick. It's it's almost like one solid movement. And he also has that that lead leg head kick where he'll just kind of he'll throw a jab out there, and behind the jab, he just throws that kick up. And so I was looking and I, Quinta, did kind of lean to his right, which was to Cerrone's left, that head kick, that lead, that lead leg head kick that I'm talking about. That was there a little bit. I was like, he, he's got to be looking for that, maybe throwing a two and then coming up with that kick because you obviously throw something to, to set up a reaction, especially if it's something they repetitively do, you know, you set it up. It's like oh he's gotta be throwing it soon, gotta be throwing. You know it's like third round. I'm like holy shit, is he ever gonna throw a head kick? And I don't know if he was trying to be very picky and maybe trying to get because you know Iaquinta's looking for it, and he was eating Iaquinta's that lead leg up, that left leg of Iaquinta uh, was already kind of turning a uh, that bruised purple um, in mid fight. So you know he was hurting. He was also eating him up with uh, some teep kicks. He's uh, dropped him with one. And um, he ended up dropping him with a jab as well. Cerrone threw a jab. I Quinta stepped into it. It was solid. I think the the teep kick, though, to the face, I think that, uh, now I haven't heard any reports yet, but I think that may have broken Quinta's jaw. He was actually favoring the jaw uh, mid-fight. He was kind of opening his mouth. And uh looks like either he was trying to see if it was broke or what. But, man, that, That kick that dropped him, I thought that was it. Uh, But, I mean, he weathered the storm, and he he stayed in there. And, again, good fight. I believe the score is like 49-45, I believe. 49-46 on one of them, and then 49-45. Maybe they gave the first round to Iaquinta. I don't know. But it it means that uh, Cowboy did get a 10-8 round somewhere. That's how one-sided it was. Again, stuffed all five takedowns, and uh, he, Cowboy is just different, man. Just, just a different fighter. He even said, you know, uh, Dad Cerrone is three and zero, and he is three and zero since November. He's won a uh, performance bonus in all three of those fights, so he's put on a show every time he shows up, especially since November. And you know, the UFC probably owes him a title shot. He's the ultimate company man. He's got endless records. I mean, the dude is a walking record book. Got to give him some credit. Uh, so he... he, uh, What part I didn't play of that little soundbite was that he wants the winner of Khabib and Poirier. They fight in... Uh, is it September? They fight in September, I believe. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, because uh, 241... UFC 241 is in August, so 242 is the rumored card that's gonna hold Poirier uh challenging Khabib, So that should be September. Obviously, your cowboy wants to fight in July. And he said if McGregor is down to do that, then he's down to do that. He now, what's funny is he's like and I think he did it for reaction, mainly for McGregor. He mentioned a few days ago, he's like, I'm done, I'm done chasing Connor. That you know, fights sailed on me. Whatever, I just want to fight. And maybe he said that, hoping that Conor would be like, "No, hold on, now we could do this fight. We can make some money off this fight." Uh, so hold on, hold your horses. I don't know if anything came of that. You know, behind the scenes, there's a, you know, I'm sure Dana talks back and forth between these two. But guys, this fight there's there's three fights I want to see for Donald next. If any three happen, I'm happy. I would take, obviously, I think he deserves a shot of the belt, especially on the role that he's been on. He's been probably the most impressive 155-er, or at least top two, top three uh, since November. Um, if he gets the, a title shot, if he gets to sit and wait, which is hard for him to do, but if he sits and waits for that title shot, I'm all for that. But you know he hates to like just sit there and wait. Uh, so if he doesn't get that, I would be okay with him signing on to fight Tony Ferguson. For, for the you know next dibs, or obviously signing on to fight Conor McGregor as a uh, number one contender matchup as well. I'm cool with all three scenarios. I would rather him wait it out and get a title shot. I would I would love to see him and Khabib. I would love to see him and Poirier. I'm cool with either one. Uh, I like you know look. Khabib's an excellent athlete, phenomenal wrestler. He's a champion for a reason. He's you know the, the best at the 155 pound division right now, until someone dethrones him. Twenty seven and zero. Come on. Um, I would like to see someone like Cowboy hand him his first loss. I'd also like to see someone like Poirier hand him his first loss. I like. I want likable guys to do this. That's just me trying to book it. You know, trying to play. Hypothetical. Uh, you know, if I'm playing God over all this, I want a likable guy to step in and and take away the zero. I th- you know, I just think Cowboy is is one of your better stories. Cowboy has never held UFC gold around his waist. And I think that it would be a good cap in his hat, you know. It, it, dude's got how many records? What wins? Finish something I can't remember all of them, but he's got so many records. What better way to cap it all off than to have a belt around your waist to say at some point, I was the world champion at 155, world champion at 170, whatever. I think he's, I think 170 should not be in his future anymore, whatsoever at all. I think 155 is where he belongs, it's where he's doing the most damage. It's just a guy's not afraid to fight anywhere. So, Man, I just, I'm crossing my fingers that this works out for him. I really am. So, I'm rooting for you, Cowboy. Don't just take a fight just because it's a fight. Because I do. I think, I think Dana's like, hey, do you want to? And then Cowboy's like, yep. Like, I didn't even give you an opponent yet. Okay, I don't care. Yep. We'll wait class. When? I'm ready now. It's just how he is. He's a rare breed. He really is. And, uh you know i was also thinking with his boy being in the crowd um at the fights he just he just fights different something's different about him it's like he he's he's made his mind up that he's just going to walk through whatever it is so i'm rooting for him man i think uh i think it's a different cowboy last time we saw cowboy get a title shot it was against uh RDS and uh didn't work out for him i think i think that ended in the first round but didn't work out for him but doesn't mean that's got to be his last title shot. So hopefully Dana's not sitting there going, "Well, if we think about recent memory, like just fuck that, you know, give him a title shot, let him do his thing." The card overall wasn't bad. Um, I was okay with it. I wasn't blown away by it. Is that the Cerrone and I Quinta fight was like clearly the uh, fight of the night? Clearly, probably the highest level. Of all the fights, uh, there was a quick heavyweight finish. I'm having a hard time thinking about the guy's name. He's from Birmingham. I'll have to look that up. I'm going to look the card up. Let's look this up real quick. Just give me a moment. Give me a moment. We'll go. We'll go over the card. I'll look at the results of the card. We'll go over the card. I'm trying to remember that guy's name. So... We just talked about the uh, Cerrone decision victory, one-sided. Derek Brunson, oh my God, Derek Brunson decisions. uh, This Elias Theodoro, I guess how you say his last name? It's a Canadian. This guy looked like Gumby in there fighting the the Canadian. The most unorthodox strikes. I mean, are you guys familiar with Stewart from from Mad TV? he would he he like this is grown ass man rolling around on the floor in a diaper look what i can do you know it's like that's what i thought of you guys ever seen those uh i'm sure you have car dealerships where you have the big like blow up string people noodle people and they're just a freaking flapping all over the place that's what this guy was he was a freaking fighting uh noodle a fighting car dealership noodle whatever they're called And just some of the just awkward, very awkward. And I would be okay with that if it was effective. But this guy was throwing, instead of throwing a jab, he was taking his jab hand and doing a a very limp-wristed hammer fist attack. And at some points, he was running. He would run. Uh, I remember distinctively one point, he kind of took off running. Like jogging away from Brunson, Brunson's just kinda of walking him down. And then he tries to do that freaking like Superman off the cage, which wasn't even effective. It looked like someone who spent two weeks watching YouTube, watching UFC videos on YouTube, decided like, I'm gonna give this a shot. And we're gonna see how this works out. And Derek Brunson looked a little aggravated. The guy wasn't really fighting him. But very awkward. Very I mean, the guy's sixteen and three now. I mean, He's won some fights doing it, obviously, but it just then you got to ask, like, what kind of, what competition, you know, he, I know he did lose to the eventual uh, challenger to John Jones, uh, whatever his name is, Santos, but, I mean, he lost, and so does he lose against legit comp? I don't know. Cub Swanson fought uh, Shane Burgos at featherweight. He got decision in uh, in three rounds. I believe that's four straight now that Cub Swanson's dropped. You have to start to wonder: is this it? Uh, he fell to twenty five and eleven. Shane Burgos improved to twelve and one. I watched that fight. It wasn't a bad performance. I mean, he was competitive. Swanson was. He was competitive and landed some good shots, but he also, it, the I think Burgos just kind of. I don't know the stats that. Let me see. I may pull it up. Oh, here we go. We got stats. Yeah, it's kind of close statistically. Uh, Cub Swanson landed one thirty-two out of two sixty for roughly fifty percent of his strikes. Uh, Burgos hit one forty-seven of two eighty-two for fifty-two percent of his strikes. There was uh, Cub Swanson was zero for two for his takedowns. So, yeah, it's pretty close, but it was also, like, I I knew. Like, I was watching it. I was like, well, you know, Cub lost this one. So, that sucks. But, hey, um, you can only fight so long. Dana White says it a a ton. It's a young man's game. Unless you're Donald Cerrone and you're 36 years old and you're kicking ass. So, um, yeah, unfortunate there. Uh, I kind of want to see Cub maybe take a lesser opponent. Try to go out with a win. Uh, Now, I'm not saying look for an easy fight, but, you know, don't. Don't try to fight these young studs coming up. You know, maybe fight a guy that's from your time. You know, put a stamp on that. Get the hell out of there. Uh, Brad Catona. Uh, he's from Canada. He, he trains out of Straight Blast Gym. Uh, he fought. I cannot say this guy's last name. But uh, v- Davalish. Davalish. I can't say his name. Anyway, very one-sided. Uh, a decision. Uh, I, I just can't say his name Holy shit, this is bad So uh, It's weird talking about a guy When you can't say his name, right? But anyway the uh, I was calling him Merib I guess his first name He landed 215 out of 274 He landed 78% of his strikes uh, He hit 5 takedowns While Brad Katona, uh Only got 70 shots off now, that has to do with the fact that he was put on his back five times. Um, he, he hit 43 of 70 for 61%. So, a very high percentage in terms of both guys landing shots. But, you know, this guy gets five takedowns and just grinds him out. And it was obviously landing shots from from a top position. And that, that went into 78%. Damn. This guy right here, Walt Harris. Had no, I, I'd never heard of him. And they say... He's uh, from Birmingham, Alabama, two hundred five. That's just up the road, about four hours from where I live. So, it's, so right away, I was like, "Oh hell yeah, I'm rooting for this guy." Uh, this fight did not last long. Walt Harris and uh, Sergey Spivak. Um, this guy Spivak, as he came in, he was undefeated nine and zero. Was they, but they noted like, "Hey, he's coming in as a prospect." But Walt Harris came in eleven and seven, and you're like, "Oh well, so he's got he's got that up and down record." Uh, it was not very long. 50 seconds is all it took for Walt Harris to lay an ass whooping on Sergi. He landed 17 of 28, got the knockdown, finished the guy on the ground. Uh, Sergi only got, as it says, statistically three shots off. He landed one, but, uh, he spent, I'd say, you know, like I said, it took 50 seconds. So. Once he once he dropped, he probably landed about about thirty to forty seconds in is when he started throwing. When when Harris really started throwing, it put him on his back, and uh, he finished him pretty soon after. So, uh, so Spivak pretty much just covered up, is, is what he mainly done while Walt Harris uh, did his thing. Very impressive, and um, I, I look forward to watching him again. He he said himself, he's like I got the fastest hands in the heavyweight division, and I think I think that might be somewhat accurate because his hands, they look great. Put You know what? Damn it. Do that. Put him against Greg Hardy. Greg Hardy's got some fast hands. Put this boy, put Walt Harris up against Greg Hardy. I think that fight makes sense. That fight can make sense. Do that. I would like that. Um, let's see who we got now. A couple other guys. Walt Harris is actually uh, scheduled to to fight Alexi Olnick. He said he wants that fight as well though. Uh so will they will they do that? Man, eh, who knows. Um so that's kind of a rundown of all the the bigger that's the main card at least. Rundown on that. Um again, not not the most impressive card from top to bottom. Uh especially, you know, in like name power, but there were some good fights. There's a lot of, a lot of decisions. You got the rare finishes, but I'm glad that the, the main event went the way it went. Uh, I got, I mean, it would have been great if Cowboy got the finish and and put a little more of an exclamation mark on his future, um, you know, title shot or whatever, contender fight, whatever's coming up would have been nice for him, uh. You know, if we're talking about situations and, and looking at things, because perception is everything. So if he was to finish Iaquinta, decide you know decisively, a guy who just a just a couple fights removed from from taking Khabib the distance, um, it would look better. I'm trying to think. Oh, another thing that stood out to me is that you know he put on he put he put such a hurt. On I it. I quinted during the, when the decisions were being read, like obviously he knew that he lost. Face is busted up, he's on a stool, he's getting his gloves removed. Again, I think his jaws broke. Pretty sure his nose is broke. Uh he couldn't even couldn't even answer the decision. So that I guess that looked good. If you're gonna win a decision, I guess you I guess you don't want your dude that you just fought to be standing next to you, all smiles or looking like he, you know, barely got scratched. So cowboy did a number. So I'll be looking uh, uh, after this podcast. I'm gonna look up see if there's anything being said. See what maybe Dana White saying about uh, the future of this lightweight division, the future of um, both Connor Cowboy, that whole thing because it's kind of a muddy picture. A lot of a lot of guys raising their hands saying me me me. So we'll see where that goes. Anyways, that's the, uh, that's the uh, post uh, fight night breakdown. And again, I main event was great. Watch it if you haven't. The rest of the card, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Check out Walt Harris in the finish uh, of Sergi. Uh, that's worth watching. It's pretty good shit. Other than that, guys, that's all I got for today. And uh, I, I guess I'll just talk to you guys later. Um, hey, if you want to support the podcast, patreon.com slash stupididiotface. That's all I'm going to say about it. And that's it for now. Talk to you guys later. Not bad for a day drinking Don, huh? Damn. Uh... Guess I'm doing it for all the old people out there, man. There's still a chance.